You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? It is your boy Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host of the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Welcome back to another fresh week here at the Locked On Rams pod. This is officially the first episode of the week, officially draft week. It is the final biggest event on the calendar year for the NFL, at least all the way up until the preseason and the season kicks off. So this is going to be the most important week here, I would say. In quite a while, we're going to dive into so much stuff this week, so make sure to check back in with us every single day this week. We're going to start with our refreshers for the draft coverage, then dive into some predictive mock draft stuff and all that kind of fun stuff prior to actually diving into the first day post-draft on the Friday episode, and then we're going to keep it going from there and kind of dive into who the Rams actually chose and so forth going into next week, breaking those players down in depth. But until we get there, I wanted to use today's episode for a little bit of a refresher as well as something a little bit different. We're going to dive into which picks the Rams actually have and what I kind of expect for them to do with those picks in terms of you know moving around and things of that nature. I think it's probably fair to expect that they're going to trade to some degree. How often? We don't really know, but we're going to take a look at that first. Then I want to give you the final updated pre-draft meeting list that the Rams have had to this point. We have 28 out of the 30 names that they have visited with. So that's obviously quite a Rolodex of players. And then in the final segment, I want to dive into Arif Hassan's consensus big board, something a little bit fun. It's going to kind of tally up every big media member's big board and sort of put them all together and average it out. And that's going to be fun to dive into. And we can take a look at which players may actually be available at which picks the Rams have kind of take a better look at what the Rams might do ultimately at those picks. So I appreciate you guys for coming back to me. And I want to dive into, like I mentioned, the very first thing, which is what the Rams have in terms of draft capital. So we know they do not have a first round pick. That is ultimately in the hands of the Jacksonville Jaguars. They traded that for cornerback Jalen Ramsey. And I'm pretty sure most Rams fans feel pretty good about that trade right now. They have the number one cornerback in the NFL on their roster, number 20 in Ramsey. The guy is an absolute stud was just downright dominant last year. And because of that trade, they do not have that first-round pick. And ultimately, that is not a big deal. The Rams pretty much haven't had a first-round pick since 2016 when they drafted Jared Goff. They won't have another because of the Matthew Stafford trade, I believe all the way up until 2024. That is going to be eight long seasons without a first-round pick. That's kind of hard to believe in this day and age and in this era of the NFL. But kind of have a different philosophy with the draft I think it's very evident when you compare them to the rest of the NFL some teams for example like Dave Gettleman the current general manager of the New York Giants he has never traded back in a draft I believe in the first round or ever I think in the first round he has never traded back in his entire career as a general manager then you look at Les Snead I mean the guy's not afraid to take any deal that comes his way and ultimately it's just a different philosophy between different kind of GMs And I think the Rams are pretty good in terms of what they do. I think they like the results. More often than not, they're going to the playoffs. They've went to the Super Bowl, NFC Championship game, all these different accolades. And ultimately, they just do a very good job of actually drafting impact players, whether that's in the first round, the second round, the fourth round, the seventh round, undrafted guys, wherever they find them. 
They have so many guys that they found in different spots. And ultimately, that's what makes every round of this draft important. So what the Rams actually do have in their disposal is a second round pick. That is going to be the 57th overall draft pick. A third round pick. That is the 88th overall draft pick. Another third rounder that comes in at number 103. A fourth round pick, number 141. A sixth round pick, number 209. And a seventh round pick, number 252. And I believe there are two compensatory picks in there. That is one of the third rounders and either the sixth or seventh rounder. I believe the seventh, but doesn't really matter. That's kind of what the Rams have ahead of them. Six total picks going into the draft. And like I said in the intro, you know, I think it's very fair to expect that they're going to trade somewhere. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. I wish we could tell where they're going to trade, what they're looking at, but it always feels like they like to trade at the beginning of the draft kind of move back maybe 10, 15, 20 picks, depending on who's available and always scooping up another one, maybe even two picks in that top 100, top 115, top 120. General manager Lesney has talked about it before, how he likes to collect as many top 100, 110, 120 picks as he possibly can. Because I read an interesting piece over at The Athletic from Former general manager Michael Lombardi, I believe he worked with the Cleveland Browns, a couple of other teams, I can't recall who now, but he was talking about what actually happens in an NFL draft room, and he said that on their whiteboards, their draftable boards, all the players that they have listed that they are actually willing to draft, there's only like 120 on your entire draft board, and as I mentioned, the Rams have the 252nd pick in the seventh round, and I believe there's like 260, maybe 265 total, so As you can imagine, out of 260 players in a huge pool, you only have the option of ultimately wanting to draft 120 of those guys. So you want to try and collect as many of those picks as you can inside that top 100, top 120, and get as many of the guys that you like as you can because nobody has this down as a perfect science, right? The more dart throws you have at this dartboard, which we look at as the draft, the better chance that you have to come away with impact players and guys that are going to ultimately hit as they say and not bust because at the end of the day you never really know who you're drafting you look at the Tennessee Titans last year drafted Isaiah Wilson in the first round the tackle and his career is pretty much already over he played I believe two snaps for the Titans in his career in his first rookie season and his career is basically over already so it goes to show you that nobody's inherently better at doing this than the next team some teams just have more picks some teams just have somewhat of a better hit rate kind of based on luck and ultimately that's how the draft is considered a crapshoot for many people but you know I think Les Snead has done a very good job at this stuff you look at so many of the big names that they've drafted outside of the first round they've kind of continued that philosophy throughout the last four five seasons under Snead and now under Sean McVay and I think we have to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to come away with a lot of impact players in this draft and so I do expect them to trade what point I'm not sure but I think it's probably fair to expect that There's going to be a lot of movement in this draft. They have six picks right now. Wouldn't be shocked if they came away with seven, maybe eight picks in total, maybe even six, just in a different order and obviously in different rounds. So that's what kind of makes this fun. We have to be on our toes. We can never really stand on our heels and get complacent with what we think Les Snead is going to do. And it's always fun to actually look at which guys he may draft. And that is why we're going to take the next segment and dedicate it to the pre-draft meeting list that the Rams have had. We have finally found out 28 out of the 30 names that they've met with. So we're pretty close to getting all 30 of those names. That's going to be fun to take a dive into. And while we've got you, make sure to come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. 
You can find me at QBZMEP, and you can find the page at Locked On Rams. Hey, Rams fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing, and BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. You just got to go head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That's betonline.ag. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. Welcome back to the second segment of this Monday Draft episode. It's officially Draft Week, guys. I appreciate you for sticking around and tuning back into this episode. It's going to be a very fun, eventful, and informative week. So make sure you're checking back in here every single day. And I wanted to take this opportunity to dive into the pre-draft meeting list that the Rams have had. Maybe we can kind of come to some conclusions just by looking at this list. I know I've kind of ran through some of the names before, and I want to give you some of the later names that have come in. I kind of forget where we actually ended off at in terms of which names I have shared with you and which names are mostly new, I guess. And so I'm going to pick up at the end. I don't want to go through all the names. Once again, we have talked about them ad nauseum, I feel like. So I'll pick up right near the end. And the first name comes in as Edge Joe Tryon from Washington, cornerback Elijah Molden, cornerback Keith Taylor. I believe all three players are from Washington, cornerback Brian Mills, wide receiver slash kick returner, punt returner, Eli Stove, wide receiver Daz Newsom, wide receiver slash tight end Jacob Harris, edge rusher Charles Snowden, linebacker Grant Stewart, and linebacker Isaiah McDuffie. And when you add these names to the rest of the list, we're now up to 28 names in total. And you know what? I guess we could do it quickly. We'll go through every single name. Linebacker Tony Fields II, defensive tackle Darius Stills, offensive tackle Dan Moore Jr., wide receiver Dwayne Eskridge, cornerback Thomas Graham Jr., running back Javion Hawkins, wide receiver Amir Smith-Marset, wide receiver slash halfback Demetric Felton, cornerback Tay Gowan, wide receiver Sage Surratt, cornerback Darren Hall, edge Chauncey Golston, wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick, wide receiver Tutu Atwell, wide receiver Anthony Schwartz, interior offensive lineman Quinn Miners, cornerback Asante Samuel Jr., and linebacker Amen Ogbo Benmiga. That is the entire list. All 28 names that the Rams have met with pre-draft. Some names twice, like Asante Samuel Jr., Quinn Miners, I believe Anthony Schwartz, linebacker Grant Stewart, Maybe a couple more names in there that they have met with twice. I'm not 100% certain on all of the names, but as you can imagine, I said the words wide receiver and cornerback so many times. My goodness. I think at this point, the Rams are not giving away their plans and ultimately 
They don't really care if they do because they have to meet with the players that they potentially want to draft or at the very least know more about. That's the point of these pre-draft meetings. So I think it's probably fair to say that at some point, they're going to draft a wide receiver and they're likely to draft a cornerback as well. I think just looking based off of the names that they have interviewed with that wide receiver is probably going to be a day three proposition, maybe someone in that speedster kind of role and someone that can return kicks and punts. A lot of these guys have the capability of doing that. And so that is a clear indication that the Rams kind of want to address not only that vertical wide receiver speed asset, but somebody that can also contribute on special teams. When you look at the cornerback names, some of those guys I think are going to go higher. Guys like Asante Samuel Jr. He could be a first round pick. And if he isn't, you know, he's going to be a top 45, top 50 ish pick. And if not, if he drops to 57, I fully expect that the Rams are going to be happy to potentially take a guy like that. So someone who could go a little bit earlier, but then you also have some of the other names that could potentially go a little bit later. One of the other things that I picked up just by looking at this stuff here, linebacker, specifically inside linebacker, off ball linebacker, as they call it, not many names that are just here in general, I believe four in total, and especially not early names I don't know if there's a guy here that's even going to get drafted before round six, maybe round seven at best. And I think that might only be Tony Fields the second. I believe he also went to West Virginia, was at the Senior Bowl. I talked about him during that Senior Bowl week as one of the guys that actually stood out to me just because of how fast he was, how good he was in coverage. But you look at some of the remaining names, Stewart, McDuffie, Obo, Bamiga. I don't know that any of these guys even get drafted. And if they do, maybe seventh round, sixth round, like I said, at best potentially undrafted. So, you know, they might not actually be very interested in adding all that much to the linebacker room. I think they might just go with an undrafted free agent name, maybe a seventh round guy that they end up trading back and maybe scooping up another seventh round pick with. I'm thinking that's kind of going to be the line that they stray there with that position. Doesn't really look like they're looking to go address somebody early and try to find the next starter. As many fans are kind of begging for, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would consider that linebacker room one of the worst in the NFL. And, you know, when you put two and two together and you put kind of the logic at hand, you would expect that maybe they want to address that a little bit earlier, but doesn't look like they want to. So that's just kind of something I picked up as well. You know, I'm expecting a receiver at some point, a cornerback probably a little bit earlier, a off-ball linebacker later. And then that kind of puts everything else up in the air. They still have They would still have three more picks if they drafted those three positions. And that would leave guys at positions like edge rusher that I think a lot of fans would like to see. Obviously, the offensive line, super important, specifically center. They don't even have a center right now, at least not a guy that's really started all that many games for them. Only Brian Allen on the roster, as well as Coleman Shelton. And one of those guys has never even played in the NFL. And the other has played in the NFL in a very short period of time and looked very bad. So probably not going to want to go into the season with just those two guys. So I'm expecting the Rams to maybe prioritize the interior offensive line, cornerback, as well as that edge position. And then in the middle rounds, maybe go for a developmental kind of offensive tackle at best, probably a receiver at some point, like I mentioned, a cornerback, maybe once again, if they do not get one earlier, maybe another edge rusher. And then going into day three, some of that linebacker kind of stuff, maybe a cornerback, once again, someone that could contribute on special teams, maybe an edge rusher. That's not all that heralded in early, probably the receiver position. So 
I'm expecting to see a lot of movement in this draft from the Rams. I think we're going to get a good mix of offensive players drafted as well as defensive players drafted. Don't think they're really going to hammer any one position or any one side of the ball all that often in this draft. I think their needs are sort of spread around pretty well. We talked about the offensive line, maybe a number three tight end at best, maybe a receiver that pretty much is going to be the receiver five and not play that much on offense, but can return kicks and punts, that kind of thing. We obviously talked about inside linebacker a lot, edge rusher, cornerback at the nickel spot specifically. So the Rams have more than enough needs, but at the same time, not any true pressing, you know, we need someone in the worst way at this position, maybe at center, that's it really. And so I think the Rams are in a good spot. They don't really have to reach. They can just kind of sit back, let the draft fall to them, stick to their draft board, take the players that they truly think are the best players at those said spots and just feel good with what you come away with. And ultimately, that's what we're going to talk about in the final segment. We're going to look at Arif Hassan's consensus big board at The Athletic and look at which players may be available, some of the more intriguing ones at where the Rams pick in all six or seven rounds in the draft. And make sure to keep checking back in with us every single episode this week. I promise you guys, we're going to keep hammering this draft coverage. We're going to share our predictive mock draft tomorrow. I'm going to take my best shot at predicting what general manager Les Snead may do in this 2021 NFL draft for the Rams. The fitness industry is incredibly confusing and oversaturated with BS. I'd like to think that my word holds a lot of weight as I've lost 155 pounds over the last two and a half years. I've been looking for the best protein bar and have finally found one called the Built Bar. The Built Bar is by far the best, I promise you guys. If you're looking for a delicious tasting protein bar, as well as one with a texture unlike any other protein bar that you've ever tried, you have to give them a chance. They have so many different flavors. They're absolutely delicious. Over 18 different flavors to choose from. You can assemble the box any way you want. They're also super healthy. They're low in calories. They're low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber, and they even work for you if you are on a keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all these sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Welcome back to the final segment of this Monday NFL Draft Week edition of the Locked on Rams podcast. I appreciate you guys for sticking around this long with me. And I want to dedicate this final segment to something a little bit different. My man Arif Hassan over at The Athletic does a great, great project every single year where he takes all of the biggest big boards in the media from NFL analysts, guys everywhere, and combines it to make one legitimate consensus big board. And the reason this is important is because more often than not, these guys are going to be relatively correct in terms of their assessments when it's all combined, right? So in terms of which guys may be available at which picks, that is why I think we can take a look at this board here and actually put a little bit of stock into who may be roughly available in terms of where the Rams pick some of the more intriguing names. Obviously, they can't get it down to a T and to a science. Nobody's going to know 100% what teams are thinking when it comes to these players, how they value them and all that kind of stuff. But more often than not, this is going to be somewhat 
accurate at least because this is what everyone thinks in terms of their big boards combined. So I want to look at where the Rams are picking. And I did mention in the first segment, the picks that the Rams actually have. And the first one is the 57th overall pick. Some of the names that are a bit more intriguing to me in this range, I guess you could say maybe, you know, five, six, seven picks ahead, five, six, seven picks behind that. Joe Tryon, the edge rusher from Washington, I think he would be a home run addition at this spot. You look at Wyatt Davis, the interior offensive lineman from Ohio State, Elijah Molden, the cornerback from Washington, not as intriguing to me. You know, I think he's a very solid player, very safe kind of player, but, you know, he's still a very decent option at that spot. Jabril Cox, a linebacker from LSU, talked about in the last segment, I don't expect him to go linebacker early, but that is another potential option there. And at number 62, Quinn Miners, the offensive guard slash center from Wisconsin Whitewater. So interesting to see that most people actually have him in that range. And obviously the Rams do have a lot of interest in him as they have met with him twice pre-draft. So potential option there. You look at the 88th pick. Some of the more intriguing names there, in my opinion, are offensive tackle Brady Christensen from BYU, another offensive tackle Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa, defensive tackle Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech, maybe another offensive tackle in Walker Little, an edge rusher, Quincy Roche. Those are probably the biggest names at this spot. I think Christensen might be the best player there from BYU. His grade last year at PFF in terms of the pass blocking grade was just absolutely absurd. Not only that, but he perfectly fits what an outside zone scheme tackle should look like. A guy that's very good mover, very athletic. So I think he could be an option for the Rams at that spot. You look at their next pick at 103, Ben Cleveland, the Georgia guard. Rashad Weaver, the edge rusher from Pitt. Cameron McGrone, a guy that I really like, the linebacker from Michigan. Cincinnati's offensive tackle, James Hudson, another very athletic player who was at the Senior Bowl as well. Sean Wade, the cornerback slash safety from Ohio State. And probably my favorite in this range, Kendrick Green, interior offensive lineman from Illinois. You got to love that guy. Great center, great guard prospect, I guess, depending on which way you look at it. Perfect for an outside zone scheme, just like I said for the other player in Brady Christensen. I would love that pick at this spot. Kind of surprised that he's at 108, to be quite honest with you. I thought he was a much better player than what would be indicated here by the consensus big board. So interesting to see him there. One of the names that the Rams have looked at, obviously, wide receiver Tutu Atwell from Louisville, kind of in this range at number 111. So that's fascinating to see. When we move on to the next pick at 141, some of the more interesting names to me personally, I guess, at this spot, Jalen Darden, wide receiver from North Texas. I think he would very well fit what the Rams are looking for from wide receiver in this draft. Probably a guy who's going to line up in the slot, maybe a little bit outside, has the vertical speed, has the ability to create plays with the ball in his hands. And not only that, but can contribute on special teams as a kick returner and a punt returner. That is Jalen Darden in a nutshell. Anthony Schwartz, a guy that I think the Rams have a ton of interest in at number 131 comes in there. Definitely think the Rams have their eyes on him, to be quite honest with you. Going to dive into more of that tomorrow on the predictive mock kind of episode. You look at Jalen Twyman, 139, the defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. I think Rams fans kind of like hearing that defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. Obviously could remind them of Aaron Donald. And that's not fair to actually compare Twyman to that because, well, there's pretty much no chance he's going to be Aaron Donald. The guy's a superhero, but interesting to see him there. And Demetric Felton at 140, the running back slash wide receiver from UCLA. The Rams have met with him. He did go to the Senior Bowl. He was productive at the Senior Bowl. And so I think they could be very interested in that kind of a player there. Thomas Graham Jr., the cornerback from Oregon. 
I'm intrigued by his skill set. I want to do more of a deep dive on him prior to Thursday's episode, the big board Thursday update, the last one that we have. And, you know, he comes in at 144. The Rams have met with him pre-draft. I believe he also went to the Senior Bowl. And if I recall correctly, he was actually one of the better cornerbacks at the Senior Bowl. So I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Rams do walk away with a guy like that. You look at the two final picks at 209 and 252. Not that much talent left over, obviously. It's very thinned out at this spot. But at 209, KJ Britt, the linebacker from Auburn, I think is a very fascinating name here. Alaric Jackson, the offensive tackle from Iowa, kind of gets real, real thin here real quick. Not a ton of guys left over. Dan Moore Jr., offensive tackle from Texas A&M, has met with the Rams. Justin Hilliard, linebacker from Ohio State. I really like him at this spot. I think the guy could be a player in the NFL. Puka Williams Jr., running back from Kansas. The Rams might not be all that interested in going running back anymore. They did have, obviously, Cam Akers drafted last year. The year prior, Daryl Henderson. So they have invested a lot at that position. Probably not going to be adding too much players there. But you look at the last pick. Some of the more intriguing names, in my opinion, linebacker Isaiah McDuffie. We talked about him in the first segment. The Rams just met with him recently from Boston College. That is a name to look out for at that spot. And pretty much not that much left. Trey Norwood, Oklahoma cornerback, very small in size and stature, but a guy who could legitimately play in the slot at the next level. I think he's much better than where he's ranked here as the 269th consensus prospect on Arif Hassan's big board. And shout out to Arif Hassan for doing this because this is one of the best pre-draft exercises or I guess articles you could call it every single season. If you guys have an athletic subscription, I suggest you go check it out. And that always feels good when he drops this because that means we're truly close to the NFL draft finally being here. And that is the case. This is your first episode of draft week. So congratulations to you guys to making it this far. Thank you for listening to the episode. Make sure to keep checking back every single episode this week. We're going to continue covering and hammering this angle for the NFL draft. We're going to dive into all the player selections, all the best leftover picks every single day throughout the draft. So make sure to keep checking back. I appreciate you guys. This is going to be one of the most important weeks here on the NFL calendar. So keep checking back. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to do a lot of different kind of stuff, exercises here. And I appreciate you guys for coming back to me and always listening to the Locked on Rams podcast. Just a reminder, you can come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QB's MVP and the page at Locked on Rams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.